Good afternoon, buenas tardes, and buena noche from wherever you are, whenever you are. I'm your host, Liam Kyle McGowan, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Football Dads. Good evening, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good year. We're back with another episode of The Football Dads. Liam is running a little late. Abdul is Abdul, and I have the other two dads with me, Alan and John, as we unpack another, as Liam would say, fantastic week of football. All right, I'll start off with Abdul's section this week, because I know it was quite interesting, at least, I think. Um, There was only, wait, was there two rounds of games? There there, wait, was there? No, for them there wasn't really two rounds of games. It was. Just oh, I thought wasn't there some midweek games? Only for La Liga, the only one was Wednesday, November, uh, December first. Wait, no, sorry. Let me go back. But didn't Vinny? Yeah, because like, didn't Vinny no, score they're... midweek and then during the week? Uh, no. no, I'm crazy. No, I was bad. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but they played December first. Yeah, they so they played December this 4th. weekend. Yeah, exactly. So they played this weekend, uh, or this this Wednesday to catch up on games because they were down one, and Cream the Dream scored. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took me a second too. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, Cream the Dream scored against Athletic Club. They won one zero. Friday, December third, Granada beat Deportivo Alaves two to one. Then on Saturday, you had Sevilla beat Villarreal 1-0, continue their good form. Xavi took his first loss with Real Betis beating Barcelona in the 79th minute. Alex uh, Jumanji, that's what I call him, Juanmi, really, scoring the 79th minute. And the uh, Arsenal goat, Bellerin, again, going up against his former team and having a good game. Um, And then we have a Fantastic game of Atletico Madrid losing to Mallorca. Cunha got got started in the 68th minute, scoring the first goal. Russo scoring the 80th to tie it. And then Kubo, a Real Madrid uh, product, or not product, I guess, just a, a loney, a young kid, um, scoring the 91st minute to win it for Mallorca 2-1. to one. Um, And then on the round off Saturday... Real Madrid beat Real Sociedad 2-0. Uh, Vinny scored in the 47th. Um, there was a blow for them with Benzema leaving. Uh, he's actually not going to yeah. be playing. He's not going to be playing this week um, against Inter Milan in the uh, in, in their big decider to see who takes first place for the Champions League. Um, and then Big Daddy Vinny gonna be there. Yes, sir. And then the king himself, Luka Jovic. What matters. With a goal. Facts. Greatest signing ever. That's what I'm saying. Beauty. King. Um, Sunday, Real Vallecano beat Espanyol 1-0. Elche beat Cadiz 3-1. Levante and Osauna played a 0-0 draw. And then Valencia beat uh, Celta Vigo 2-1. Um, and today we had Getafe play Athletic Club, and they tied as well 0-0. Um, so on the table for... The good old La Liga. 
Real Madrid is in first currently with 39 points. They are eight points clear, but Sevilla still has a game to play. So if Sevilla was to win said game, they would only be five points, but they are still five points clear. Real Betis is in third place with 30 points. Atletico Madrid is now in fourth with 29. Real Sociedad is in fifth with 29. Real Vallecano is in sixth with 27. And seventh is Barcelona with 23. And eighth is Valencia with 22. So Real Madrid is starting to create a little space for them. Top four are kind of creating some space between fourth and seventh. It's now a six-point gap for Barcelona to reach either Atletico Madrid or Real Sociedad. So Xavi has some work cut out for him, especially with December coming up. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of games for them to play. And now for player stats, we have Kareem the Dream still up top with 12 goals. We have Vinny right behind him with 10. Juan Mi with 9. Memphis Depay with 8. And then you got Iago Aspas, Luis Suarez, Raul de Tomas, and Josuelu all with 7. And now with the assists, Kareem the Dream again with 7. But now we have a tied, someone tying him on Real Vallecano. Oscar Trejo with seven, Munain with four, Carrasco with four, Correa with four, Jordi Alba with four, and Modric with four. Um, and then with the clean sheets, we have Ramio from Real Sociedad with eight, Bono from Sevilla with seven, and then do you have Diego Lopez with six, Sergio Herrera with six, Unai Simon with six. Rui with six as well. So that's interesting to see Diego Lopez up there. Um, the old Real Madrid goalkeeper keeping it real. Um, and that pretty much wraps it up for La Liga for this week and this weekend. Um, not really much else to speak about. Um, I know that Kareem the Dream's missing for them for this weekend. That pretty much, yeah, that wraps it all about, wrap it up, except for Atletico Madrid fumbling the bag that there again and again. At least Cunha's playing, though. I'm happy for that, because I know there's a possibility he wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm glad he's actually it's, getting it's, playing time. It's tough, because, like, he, he seems to come in, like, every game in, like, the 70th minute. Yeah. It just sucks. It's like, it sucks that he went there... At the same time, they're like Griezmann joined, and yeah, then you have like, like Felix, Suarez, and Correa. Like, have so many players ahead of him in the pecking order right now. Yeah, a it's like tough. It sucks. He should really be. I, I wish he'd gone somewhere where he was playing. You know, every game as a starter. Yeah. He needs to develop, right? He's still young, but it is what it is, man. He'll he'll get his time and shine for sure. I hope he uh, excels at what he does and pops off for the good old Atletico of the Madrids. Um, they're complaining like trash. Maybe they need to stop them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they need to figure something out with how they've been playing. Diego Simeone needs to look at the team and figure out what's what's been going on because something's something's not right. Um, I'll go into the Bundesliga. Um, we had a, a no midweek fixtures for them either. There was only. So it was only really what the Prem and Italy, right? 
what did France play midweek, John, or no? I don't remember. I think they did, yeah. Let me check. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm, I'm pretty sure Nice and PSG drew. Yeah, you're right, I think. Yeah. And then Nice got Nice got hammered 3-0 by Strasbourg over the weekend. I think you're right, Alan. I think they did play during the weekend. Yep, he is absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All the teams played on Monday. All right. Glad to be of service. <laughs> so on Friday, Raul, uh, RB Leipzig was beaten by Union Berlin after being beaten by Leverkusen 3-1. They have made the decision to fire and get rid of the GOAT himself, Jesse Marsh. Um, I mean, I think it's a good idea. It's It's the right thing to do for um it's the right thing to do for Leipzig. They're going in to I guess a critical match against Man City. I mean they need something for morale for sure. Um I don't know who they're gonna replace him with though. I don't know of many coaches out there right now that might make the this switch mid season so they might just have to stick with somebody. Maybe Salzburg's coach move comes over. Um, not too sure what they're going to do there, um, but they are playing for that Europa League spot, so they need something. They they just can't lose, really, and Club Bruges get something out from PSG. They really just can't lose, and they can get into that Europa League, so that might be good for them, but they lost 2-1. to one. And Kunku, with another goal, man's on fire this year. Um, Armenia Belfields tied Koln 1-1. Bochum beat Osberg 3-2 which is a good game because Bochum's solidifying themselves as like a mid-table team with their first season up, so I like to see that. Um, Leverkusen held no mercy and gave John his favorite scoreline ever. They beat Gutherfruth 7-1. to um, Patrick Sheik decided to score four goals in the second half in the 49th, the 69th, the 74th and the 76th. Um, he had himself a game. They spoke PA, they're not going to give him an inform. <laughs> disrespect to me. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, all around good game for them. They re- I, they definitely need it. Leverkusen's been on a slide in the... Um, they've been on a slide a little bit in the league, so it's good to see them get back-to-back wins, especially against... Well, one against a good team, the other one against... A, Team who hasn't won a game. Um, Mines beat Wolfsburg three to zero, which is a really big game for Mines because Mines is putting the putting themselves or trying to solidify themselves as a into a European spot for themselves, which is very good. Um, Hoffenheim beat Frankfurt three to two. Um, poor showing by Frankfurt, but that's all they've been this year is a poor showing. And then the game of the week: Bayern Munich against Dortmund. They're classicer. Um, back and forth game. Brand scored in the fifth. Lee won in the ninth. Coman in the forty-fourth. Holland in the forty-eighth. A lot of controversy in this game. Um, pen that should have gone towards towards Dortmund wasn't called. Then a pen called for Bayern Munich that was called. Tough tough situation. Hand in the air. Usually is called, but. It, it's it's the handballs these days are such such a tough call. He went to VAR, looked at it, gave him a penalty. 
Um, Lee Wan converted. They won 3-2. Um, Jude Bellingham, after the game, says that's what happens when you give a guy who match-fixes games. Apparently, it's now going into actual criminal court. Um, so there might actually be criminal charges against Jude Bellingham for the comments that he made, which I find ridiculous. Um, just doesn't make sense to me why that would need further action like that. Um, I, he's a young kid who got heated after a, a big game that happens. Nothing you can really do. Um, and it's a, it's a fair thing because Dortmund definitely should have had a pen for themselves, but here we are. Um, Stuttgart tied Hertha BSC 2-2. Um, Jovicic got a brace for himself. Good to see him popping off. Um, or popping back in once in a while, every once in a while. And then another th thrashing. Freiburg beat Montengladbach 6-0. Six different scores. Um, Sommer had a horrific game. Horrific. Mans just let anything go through him and just let the gates fly open. Um, so in the standings, you have Bayern Munich in first with 34 points, Dortmund's in second with 30, Leverkusen's in third with 27, Freiburg's in fourth with 25, in fifth you have Hoffenheim with 23, Union Berlin's in sixth with 23 as well, Mainz is in seventh with 21, Wolfsburg's in eighth with 20, and then you got two teams with 19, in ninth you have Köln, and then in tenth you have Bochum. In eleventh you have Frankfurt with 18, um... In 12th, you have Frankfurt with 18. And then in 13th, you have Mondagladbach with 18. So you have the bigger teams in 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, Armenia Belfield is in, 10, is in 17th with 10 points. Augsburg's in 16th in that play, playoff qualification with 13. And then you have Guther Fruth, who is still no win and only one draw and one point. Um, for player stats, you have Lee Wan with 16. Patrick Sheik has now jumped into second with 12. Holland with 11. Iwanoe with 8. Modest with... Uh, sorry, Iwanoe with 9. And Modest with 8. And then for assist, you have Mueller with 11. Florian Wirtz with 8. Kramerich with 7. Kostik with 6. Griffo with 5. And then for clean sheets, you have um, Mark Flecken from Freiburg with 5. Zentner with five, Ryman with five, and Bauman and Castiles also with five. And that pretty much wraps up good old uh, Bundesliga. If you want to, I was speaking about France and French and the nation of France. So, if John, you want right, go to? The, go to the prime real quick. Go to the All right, prime never mind. I lied. We're going to despair and depression for me. Um, Alan, go ahead. Hmm, interesting. Um, <laughs> back to me. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so the Prem has two match fixtures. Uh, people play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they also played Saturday, Sunday, Monday. In Battle of the Basement teams, um, Newcastle and Norwich are both dead last, tied with Burnley on 10 points each. Leeds... Beat Crystal Palace 1 0. Um, an important match for Leeds more than Crystal Palace because it now pulls them six points clear of the relegation zone. 
um, and they've been struggling. Uh, and then on Wednesday, you had Southampton Leicester play out a two draw. I did not watch this game, but I don't understand how Leicester drew that game. Uh, Chelsea beat Watford 2-1 in a deserved win. Um, although Watford played really well, actually. Um, Brighton and West Ham played out a 1-1 draw as Brighton continues to do nothing but draw games. Burnley and Wolves played out a 0-0 snooze fest and only three shots on goal between both the entire time. Man City beat Aston Villa 2-1 to break the Gerrard, um, I guess, beginning party as he was their new manager and they were 2-0 under him. And then Liverpool absolutely bet on Wednesday, and it was ugly. And then in the week on Thursday, Tottenham beat Brentford 2-0, an important win for Tottenham. Brentford seems to be struggling to perform. Still seven points clear of the drop zone, but uh, they had a really hot start. They like didn't lose in their first seven games. Now they've lost like four or five. Yeah, actually six. Wow. And then Man United beat Arsenal 3-2. Um, it was not the prettiest game. But I guess we'll take it. Uh, I think it was relatively deserved. I mean, it easily could have just been a draw. I don't know. Um, and then Saturday, beginning the weekend's fixtures, West Ham beat Chelsea 3-2 in a 87-minute winner from their West Ham's left back, Arthur Masawaku. <laughs> first half in which they fouled Jared Bowen in the box and gave up a pen even though they had possession. Um, Newcastle got their first win of the season underway. It only took them 15 matches to get it. They won 1-0 over Burnley. I mean, what do you expect? Liverpool beat Wolves 1-0 in another complete snooze fest. Although Origi with a 94th minute winner. Somebody got to sign that, man. Southampton and Brighton drew 1-1 as I maintain my prior statement. All Brighton ever does is draw. Um, although, I guess that'll save them from the drop zone because they're 10 points clear somehow. Man City beat Watford 3-1 in a deserved win. Um, Watford played hard, but City really dominated the whole game. And Bernardo Silva with a brace. He seems to have rediscovered his goal-scoring form. Leeds and Brentford played out an entertaining 2-2 draw in which I believe, yes, a 95th-minute equalizer for Patrick Bamford who came back after missing 10 games in a row due to injury. Man United beat Crystal Palace 1-0 in which Fredinho himself hit a banger from outside the box, curled it into the top left. Uh, the new manager said, I did not know that Fred could shoot with his right foot, so I guess there's that. Um, Tottenham beat Norwich 3-0. Uh, deserved to win again. Lucas Moore with a really nice goal to start the game. And then, yeah, they, they pretty much dominated the game. Um, yeah, Norwich with only one shot on target, although they did have 18% more possession. So, And then Aston Villa beat Leicester 2-1 in a series, uh, a brace set from their center back, Ezri Konza, in the 17th and 54th minute to win the game and Gerard is now 3-0-1 as their manager to start with. And then finally, today Everton played Arsenal and they won 2-1 on a Damari Gray banger um, from the top of the box, all in and off the post. 
it was not a pretty pretty game. Um, Arsenal will definitely not feel like they should have lost that game because everything are are really struggling quite badly this year. And yes, that is it for fixtures. Let me just take a look at Premier League stat leaders, of course. So in scoring goals, we have Mohamed Salah on 13 now, well ahead of anybody else. Vardy is still second on nine. Diego Yota is third on eight. And Sadio Mane is fourth, tied with Bernardo Silva on seven, which maintains the prior statement that Three of the top four goal scorers in the Prem right now, five if you can't remember so tied, are Liverpool. And they have just alone 28 goals. So, yeah, I mean, that's just pretty crazy. Um, Mikel Antonio, Emmanuel Dennis, Rafinha, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mope, Sanjo Min, Callum Wilson, all tied on six. And then even way more on five. It is an interesting season for sure. And then in assists, it's Mohamed Salah leading the league again in nine. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold is second at right back with seven, tied with Pogba for second. Gabriel Jesus is fourth with six. Um, and then Dennis and Kovacic are tied for fifth with five each. Clean sheets, it's pretty much still the same. It's now Allison is leading with eight. And Edward Mendy and Ederson each with seven. And then in fourth, tied is... Hugo Lloris and Aaron Ramsdale with six each. And then I'm going to do defenders again, just because we don't do defenders ever. Tackles, we have Tyrick Mitchell and Christian Norgard leading with 45. Allen, the DM of Everton with 44. Matty Cash, the right back of Aston Villa. I believe right back, not left back. Yeah, right back with 41. Dwight McNeil, the left back of Burnley with 40. Wolford and Didi tied with him with 40. Is the DM of Leicester. Connor Gallagher is actually tied 7th with 38. So, good on him. And Emerson Royale, John's favorite player, has dropped all the way now to 12th with 36. And that will do it for the Prem. Um, this upcoming weekend, are there any real bangers? Yeah, Norwich, Man United, that's a, that's a banger and a half. Um... Liverpool-Aston Villa is not a bad game just because Aston Villa is playing really well lately. Three of their last four are wins since Gerrard took over. Yeah, Brighton-Tottenham Gerrard's coming back, too. Written. Who? Gerrard's coming back to Liverpool. He's going, oh, yeah. He's I going mean, home. Um, they're playing really well, though, so there's a chance they win. Brighton-Tottenham has draw written all over it. <laughs> That's big chance. Um, yo, uh, of the last five games, Brighton has drawn four and lost one. So, spicy. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Um, they are in some kind of form. Let's take a look at October real quick. Yeah, and prior to that, they drew on four of their other five. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Brighton, Hove, and Albion forgot to win. Um, and they also forgot to lose. So, I guess it's hit and miss, depending. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's not a lot of great games. Newcastle, Leicester's interesting. And Leicester's really struggling in 11th right now yeah. after starting off pretty well this season. And that's – honestly, that's pretty much it for, like, really interesting games. Like, Wolves, Man, Man City's like, okay, but Arsenal, Southampton, Chelsea, Leeds. 
just nothing nothing crazy. No no huge teams really going against each other this weekend. Arsenal need to clap Southampton. I, I won't ex- I won't accept anything other than us clapping. Southampton are not playing well this year either. They're three seven and five on negative seven goal differential. I mean, at least they're not getting battered like nine 0 like last year a couple of times with red cards. They too who have really lately been struggling. They're one oh, they're one one and three in their last five, and they are three seven and five. So they're probably close to five hundred prior. So that's tough. But yeah. Alrighty. Also, the Niketia miss. I didn't see it. How bad was oh it? Oh my god, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was that bad. Yes. I gotta watch the highlights. Also, Aubameyang missed in the ninetieth minute to too. Wait, what? Aubameyang missed in the ninetieth minute as well. But which which was worse though? Like, was it that bad? Like, Nik- like next Nik- level bad? Niketia should have scored. It should have been two one one hundred percent. I didn't get to. I only got to watch the Damari Gray goal, and that goal was a banger. Yeah, you saw it coming, though. I thought. Oh, one hundred percent. It's crazy how, as soon as they scored the equalizer, we decided, hey, let's get possession and maybe try going for another goal. When we're one yeah. nil down in the sixtieth minute, and we're getting slapped around like we're freaking Guther Fruth against Bayern Munich, like it was ridiculous. And this Everton team is trash. <laughs> Jesus. They haven't, left gate, they, left haven't, they haven't. They didn't win a game. They haven't. They didn't win a game since September twenty fifth. September twenty fifth. Yeah, they started out like four and zero. September twenty fifth, and we gave them their first win in two months. They started in like the top four for like the first four weeks or something. And we played like actual actual bums. I didn't watch the full game, but I watched from the sixtieth minute. Disgusting. I was furious. Look, mm-hmm. garbage. That's too bad. That's two tough results. Y'all better win against Southampton, otherwise it might get ugly again. Yeah, they need to win. Like it needs to be a battering. It doesn't make thoughts sense. Thoughts on thoughts on who's gonna win the Premier League this year? South, uh, probably City. I think City. City or Chelsea. Bro, City getting players back <laughs> and they're still leading the league. City or Chelsea for like, sure. De Bruyne has been out for like two months. Yeah. And he's back. And he and did you hear what Pep said? Pep was like, "Oh yeah, he's got to he's got to work his way back into the lineup. He's got to earn his place." Like no other team would say that about the runner. Yeah, that's big facts. Yeah. No other team has midfielders of that caliber to go. Yeah, we don't really need them. Arsenal have such an easy schedule for all of December. We need to destroy. Who does Man U play this week this month? I mean, we should win against Norwich. Although this is the game we lose, so that's big. Facts. You never know. Um, Historically, guys, maybe the Ranić era changes that. But <laughs> you guys play Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley. You guys should absolutely batter. You guys. Have oh yeah, I mean that's like I said. I knew in the beginning of the season we had a really bad schedule. In the beginning, but like the second half of the season, so much easier. We did too. I mean, for for God's sake, we had West Ham in the, in the EFL Cup second round or third round. It was crazy. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous, and we got Aston Villa in the FA Cup. That sucks for the third round. Yeah, that also blows. teams are playing English fourth division teams. Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, and then oh, yeah, oh the the Fred thing by the the Ralph dude was hilarious. He said, "I didn't think he could shoot with his right foot." 
<laughs> I have to keep that in mind. Like, did you not watch him in training? Like, does he not do that in training? <laughs> I guess not. Because FIFA has him with four-star, four-star, which means he has to be able to do something with his other foot. Yeah, it's true. He's not. He's playing pretty well. John, are you excited that he's he's still in the Brazilian picture? Not necessarily, but it is what it is. <laughs> Yo, you know who's scoring <laughs> goals lately, but his team is garbage along with him? No. He's a midfielder that John's a big fan of. Anybody want to yeah, Gerson's daddy, bro. Yeah. No, no, but his team and him are sucking on defense. He is the worst defender I've ever seen. I don't know how they were in set. Like, they were in second for some reason. I know, yo, I the league, league Un is a mess. <laughs> PSG has not played that well to start the season, and they're like 14 points clear. All right, well, this is a great transition. So, I'm going to count off the Monday dad. games. Monaco beat Anier 3-1. Boadu, Diop, and Diasi. Chuameni was man of the match. No Ben Yedder in this game. Sad. Brest beat Saint-Etienne 1-0. Saint-Etienne are still so, so bad. Dead last. Uh, Montpellier beat Mets 3-1. Strasbourg 5-2 over Bordeaux. Shout out to Ayorke for a brace. He was man of the match. Also, Kevin Gamera plays for Strasbourg. I don't know if you guys knew that, but shout out to that old FIFA legend. Goal and assist this game, too. Yo, old Atletico Madrid striker cards. It was pretty good. Very spicy. Troy beat Lorient 2-0. Claremont foot tied with Lens 2-2. Lyon lost to Reims 2-1. Lyon have been not doing too well. Um, Marseille, 1-0 win over Nantes on Wednesday with a very, very nice goal by Jerson. Hit him with the 360 no-scope. Very good goal in the box. Apparently he's been playing at striker. I don't know what the coach is thinking, but it's worked. <laughs> um, Lille beat Rennes with, uh, shout-out to Renato Sanchez getting a goal. He doesn't always get it. He got man of the match for that game. And PSG tying 0-0 with Nice. So that was the midweek games. And on Saturday, I watched this full game. Marseille breast. Jerson on the score sheet again in the 23rd. But then Marseille just succumbing to counterattacks. I mean, it was the most one-sided game I think I'd ever seen. Marseille had 74% possession. Like, it was literally only Marseille. But then, when they mess up the attack, Brest was coming down with some 99 pace boys. And it worked out. And I, their winning goal was... A great, like, it was smash it off the top of the bar. Um, so it was a great goal, great, like, great strategy by Brest to just hold Marseille and just kill them on the counter because their defense is, like Alan said, a mess. Um, and yeah, I mean, Sampoli really needs to figure something out with that defense. Um, Have you watched them? I watched a few of their Yeah, games I, I watched the game awful. and it was just awful. like. <laughs> but awful. this is. This is a classic Sampaoli game. Like, you know, his offense smothers the other team. They have possession. They're creating all these chances, but they just can't defend against the speed that comes after them. I don't know. If they converted their chances, they'd be fine, but they miss a lot of good chances, too. Um, the one who scores for that team besides Jerison is the Piat. That's it. Yeah, I mean, if Piat, I mean, it's not just scoring, right? Like, Piat's assisting every single one of their goals, too. 
Yeah, they don't. If it's, it's not, not bio, like, nobody else not does anything. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What happened to Saliba? I thought he was having a good season. No, no, he. Uh, I'm <laughs> glad he's not at Arsenal because Mateo would not be happy with him. That man lacks all tactical awareness at the moment. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't. I don't know what it is. He's, yeah, he had such a good start to the season too. Yeah, but it is what it is, man. Um, Lille beat Troy two one. Jonathan David getting another goal, and it was a late winner. It was an own goal by uh, by the Troy center back that that gave Lille the win. Um, PSG tying one one with Lens. I watched the highlights. Um, it seemed like Messi was just trying to create something out of nothing, but you know a lot of missed chances. Lens played good defense, created good chances. The goal was pretty embarrassing to be honest. I mean Navas really. Should have saved it. I don't know if you guys saw it. Like, the ball came in fast. He dove, but then smacked it, like, down and under him. Mm-hmm. Like, it should have been an easy save, just push it aside, but he he let up. He let that one in. Um, but it was, it was a very good determination. Great cross by Mbappe, uh, practically at the death to um, get Wijnaldum a header. Uh, PSG got a lot to figure out. I was reading that uh, Messi's... Something about Messi's entourage being sick of Pochettino and how they think his tactics are, you know, hurting the team, hurting Messi. We'll see what happens there. Um, Rennes absolutely thrashed St. Etienne. Patrick by Terrier. Um, yeah, just St. Etienne is so bad. They're going <laughs> to cruise, cruise on their way down to, to League Two. Um Nantes got a 1-0 win against Lorient pretty late. Uh, 83rd-minute goal by Cyprian. Shout-out to LaFont for Man of the Match honors. Um, must have made some pretty good saves. Monaco smashed Mets 4-0. This time, Ben Yedder was back. Got his cheeky little goal in the 87th minute. I think, I'm assuming he's recovering from injury. He came in uh, with about a half hour left to play. Montpellier beat Clermont foot 1-0. Anier beat Reims 2-1. Strasbourg beat Nice 3-0. Strasbourg is in some really, really good form right now. Um, and then Lyon, super disappointing 2-2 draw. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That's another team that's trash right now. Their, their defense is awful, and then every time I watch them, like if Paya does it for Marseille, Paqueta does it for for Lyon. Like if if he's they they get through with with just Paqueta just dragging them through. Um, it's crazy. The three best he's three at the backs, right? Like Marseille and Lyon are playing a three at the back, but I don't think they have enough speed to like really cover. Like Ligue a very fast, pacey winger league, and you're leaving all this space when you play a three at the back for people to run in. But yeah, disappointing two two draw. Um, going real quick to player stats, Jonathan David scored this weekend. He's now up to 11 goals, top scorer. Next up, we have Laborde and Ayorke. Laborde, Ayorke, and Ben Yedder with nine. Um, Mohamed Bayo got a goal midweek to move himself up to eight goals. Mbappe's down at seven. Payet at six. Paquetan at six. Carrying their teams. Um, assists. Kylian Mbappe added another this weekend. So he's now at eight. Jonathan Klaus at seven. I think he got his first call up to the French national team recently. Um, Payet with six as well. 
Um, clean sheets. Alfred Gomez from Rennes doing pretty well. Paul Lopez from Marseille somehow um, with seven. So I guess Marseille's defense has been good enough for seven games. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mayorka is 6 by the way. That's it for Lagoon, and we're about to get kicked off this meeting. So This is true. Good um, timing. Yeah, it's impressive. Yo, have you all seen Ayorke, by the way? My son is, is the most brolic striker I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Doing good. He looks like Akin Fenwa, except he's also 6 6. Oh, wow. All right, I guess over to the Syria since Liam has disapparated from. Uh, world i guess thanos snapped his fingers um so we had midweek games for we had midweeks games for syria as well we had atalanta beat venezia 4-0 fiorentina beat sampdoria 3-1 juve with a good 2-0 win over salarentina not a great team but hey juve will take the points Hellas verona and cagliari with a great 0-0 draw baloney bologna Beat Roma 1-0. Bad week for them. Inter beat Spezia 2-0. Milan with a good 3-0 win over Genoa. And then Sassuolo and Napoli drew 2-2. Thursday, you had Torino and Empoli draw 2-2. And then you had Lazio play out a crazy 4-4 game against Udinese. um, With Udinese getting a 99th minute tying goal to... uh, to keep it tied, uh, they also had an insane amount of yellow cards. You had one, two, three, four, five, six yellow cards and three red cards in that game. Two for Udinese, one for Lazio. Absolutely insane game, 4-4. Four, four. Um, and then we get into these weekend fixtures. We had uh, Milan beat Salarentina 2-0. Seems like they're just giving away that scoreline there. Um, Inter beat Roma 3-0. Good win for them. Roma's struggling at the moment. I don't Inter know. Inter dominated Roma. Yeah. I saw that. I saw the first half of that game. It was wild, bro. Roma had no reaction power whatsoever. Yeah. Like, Inter were just going. And then, Charlie, I don't know if you guys saw Calhoun's goal was a uh, Olympico. He scored directly from the fruit, from the corner. And, but it wasn't even, like, a good one. Like, it was so – the ball bounced. Like, I guess it dipped really quickly and – I don't know. Keeper thought he can get it with his feet, but he just let it bounce between his legs as it curled in. Like, it was just so bad. So bad. The okay. only thing that I can focus on in the Serie is the fact that Cagliari is two points away from safety and they haven't won in two months. That's impressive. Like, what? what is going on in this league? I don't know. Bro, uh, they have a negative 13 goal and they have one win in 16 games. And they're two points of safety. Unbelievable. Serie is just not a good league, Alan. We know this. Um, Yo, does Juve finish top four? Probably. Does Juve win the league? No. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine they just come back. They get knocked out of the Champions League. No, it's got to be. It's got to be between Napoli, Inter, and Milan. Yeah. Those, between those, one of those three is going to take it home. Yeah. Uh, I. I feel like Liam these might teams this year this. are strong or weak, rather. What happened? I said, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I feel like the teams in this league this year are really weak. I agree. I fully agree. I don't know why. They're not as strong as they like, once were. 
Yeah. Because the superpower in that league has always been Juve, and um, they're really bad now. But then, like, Inter last year was, like, really good, too, but they're way worse. Like, they sold, like, a lot of Yeah, every good team this year is worse than they were last year. Except for Milan, but, like... Yeah, Milan, I think, actually improved. But Milan didn't sign anybody. And Napoli. Like, every every guy that they have, though, they already yeah, have. Yeah, but those are, like, you look at, like, teams like Milan and Napoli, they've been building something for a while now. I guess. They're not bad. They're already a well-organized team, so, like, when everything around them gets worse, they're obviously going to start shining more. Because, like, yo, this league, yo, Napoli is playing well this year, and Milan's playing well this year. Inter has played, like, garbage. Specific... At certain periods throughout the season, Atalanta is not playing well. Juve, I mean, do we even need to get started on Juve? Or he fired mm-hmm. their manager. <laughs> Roma, I gotta say though, Lazio's I... played like trash. Wait, what? Inter's in third, right? It's second now. Yeah. So my thing is like, and Liam's gonna hate me for saying this, but like, I think Inter wins this league again, just because I think mentality wise and like difference maker wise they're the ones who have the players if that makes sense to really maintain like and just continue to rack up the points i don't know both these teams like none of these teams are like world beating teams and that kind of is showing in the champions league right now and the europa league they're all about to be out yeah. What also? Me, oh, the only one that's through is Inter, and it's because they got Sharif and Shakhtar Donetsk in there. Nah, Juve's good too. Juve, Juve's fine. Yeah. But he also yeah, but it was are like they it making was... it past the first round, and they struggled yeah, against we'll some whack teams. We'll see. Yeah, their group was was. Who's in that easy group? To get Chelsea through. and then two bums, right? Zenit. Yeah, it was like Zenit else? and someone else, Malmo or something. And uh, Atalanta can't hold on to a lead to save their lives in the Champions League. Oh, wow. This coming from somebody who beat and drew them when they should have won probably both games. It's just weird. It's a weird year for this league. Like, every good team besides Milan and maybe Napoli, but Napoli was, was good last year, too, took a step back. Like, Inter's team is not better than last year. There's no way. And they made the right signing, right? Like, is a good signing, but, like, is not Lukaku in this league. Lukaku is Lukaku and the Prem, but, you know, in the Serie A, Lukaku is, besides in the Champions League, a world beater. Like, they lost a lot of really good players at Inter. Hakimi is, Dumfries is nice, right? But is Dumfries better than Hakimi? Probably not. Maybe he is, I don't know. I feel like every team just, like, took a weird step backwards. Except Milan. They seem good this year. Has Napoli ever won the league? They have, right? Yes. With Maradona? Yeah, Maradona won in the league. So they've won it once? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how many times they've won it. I just know he won in the league. They won it twice. Which, which is like a huge deal because at that time, like, they Napoli have was run. considered like a bad team. Like, Well, not a bad team. But, like, it was just a very impoverished area of Italy. So, like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like one of the rich capital teams that can, like, afford to buy, like, busy players. Maradona really took them to... Greatness. Yeah, they have uh they have one of like the they say like the most die hard aggressive fan base. <laughs> yeah. In crazy. Italy. They're like they're aggressive. Like when they go to away games for like European competitions, like there are guards everywhere around them. Um when I saw them at the Arsenal game they were wilding. 
I mean, they got the ass bust, but yes. Um, I don't know. You know who's having a good season and an interesting fact about them? Fiorentina. <laughs> Anybody want to guess what the interesting fact about them is? No? Okay. Well, they're the only team in all of Serie A that don't have a draw. Yeah. They always win or lose the game. <laughs> in 16 games, they have zero draws. They're 9-7. and seven. Yeah, that was Tottenham for a while last year. That's That's crazy. There's one other team with one draw, but then everybody else in the league has at least two, and most have way more than that. Yeah. Nine and seven. Like, they really are like, yo, to, we're either winning one way or the other way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's the league leaders for Serie We got to finish this the weekend. Um, Atalanta actually oh. Napoli 3-2. Good game by Atalanta. Um, Fiorentino beat Bologna Bologna uh, 3-2 Spezia and Sassuolo drew, uh, drew 2-2 uh, Hellas Verona <clears throat> and Venezia uh, they played out a 7-goal thriller Hellas Verona won 4-3 um, uh, Venezia was up 3-0 in the first half um, they gave up 4 in the second in the 52nd the 66 Fifth, the sixty seventh, and then the eighty fifth for the winner. Sorry, <clears throat> um, Giovanni Simeone with a brace, so he's upping his tally. Um, Lazio um, tied Sampdoria. Uh, sorry, not tied. Lazio beat Sampdoria three one. Um, Immobile with a brace. Milliken Savage with Milliken Savage with a goal. And then Juve beat Genoa 2-0. And then today we had two games. We had Empoli and Udinese. Empoli won 3-1. And then Cagliari and Torino drew 1-1 today. Um, so for league leaders, we have Immobile in first now with 13. Vlavic behind him, or tied technically, with 13. And then we have Simeone with 11. Zapata and Pedro with 9. Edin Dzeko and Lautaro Martinez with eight. Um, with assist, we have Berardi with five, Insignia with five, Pasalic with five, Barella with five, Milik and Savage with five, and Teo with five. And then you have about the rest of the Serie A with four and three. Um, and then for the good old clean sheets, we have Ospina with eight, uh, Lucas Scorzupi with six, Patricio with six, Handanovich with six, and then you got Chesney and Maingon with five each. So those are the league leaders that you were asking for, Alan. Uh, John, do you think... So Simeone's stats so far this year are 15 appearances with only 69% starting 11. He has 11 goals and three assists. How much do you think somebody buys him for in the summer? I don't know. I think he's only going to Syria. No one else is going to look out, look for him. Really. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's proven really? enough to. Really? You don't think like a La Liga team would take a shot at him I don't with think... his father being, you know? Nah, I don't think he's proven enough anywhere else. He's had to bounce around to finally find his form. They're going to give it at least. I thought he year. was good. No, no, but I thought he was good once before. Like this is not his first like really good season. He had one good season in the Serie A before, and then. Got a decent move to like I want to say 
Fiorentina or something and did not do anything. Well, yeah, so they have, to, they have to wait and see because... Yeah, so he had he had uh, 14 goals and 35 appearances for Genoa and got a good move to Fiorentina where he had 20 goals and 74 appearances. That's not great. But now he has 11 and or 12 and 15 for Hellas Bruno. Good for him. Yeah, he's currently on loan, actually, so he's going back to Fiorentina next year. Cagliari. Sorry, yeah. Oh, God. No, he's got to get out of there. That's a death trap. I mean, he's not a bad player. His father's name definitely raises his profile for sure, but he's definitely a decent player. He's still one of, like, what, 25, 26? Um, he's 26. I could see him doing, you know, the Neil Mope path. I, I, see, I see him staying in um I see him staying in Syria. He's gonna be like the um the, like cat mobilize sort of vibe where he just stays in Italy because that's where he thrives. I think Vlavic is the one Yo, to pay attention to. Yeah, he'll definitely be bought by somebody. It's gonna be um him and probably uh one of the one of the Bergamo Calcio boys. Will definitely be bought for a good amount of money. I hear Malinovsky is wanted by a lot of teams. Malinovsky, Pasolik has been playing really well too. He's a former uh, AC Milan player too. Yeah, I think they, Pasolik, cooked, they got rid of him. Pasolik's an interesting buy. It's gonna be another good uh, transfer window. It's gonna be an interesting January transfer window because a lot of teams need to make a lot of little moves here and there. Arsenal need yeah, to make like, moves. Yeah. AC, uh, AC Milan definitely need to make some moves. Manchester United need to tune up a little bit. I know need a center back. I know Ralph's going to be looking at it. Tottenham, you got um, Chelsea are looking for another center back, even though I don't know why. Uh, Chelsea, I mean, Tottenham needs another starting 11. Um, Everyone keep a close eye on their coach because Flamengo's on the hunt, baby. Hey, you can have him. <laughs> we ah, don't take someone from Europe. We're offering top dollar. Take Pochettino. You want, uh, you want that, that, Take that Red Bull reject? Take Pochettino. Armas? No, I'm good. Armas is at Man U, bro. Take Pochettino, please. He's really good. How about... Hmm, who's available so, right now? Like, so the word on the street available? is... So here's, here's, here are the people... The two stall? Here's No, here's what I've actually heard. Because we're, we're not going to go for... Like, the European we're looking at is Portuguese. We're not looking at, like... It's rare for us to get anything that's not Portuguese. Um, so right now, we're looking at Carlos Carvajal, who is the current coach of Braga. So he's the coach who brought Rio Ave to the Europa League. Um, yeah, I remember that. Big deal, like two years ago. <laughs> and then he beat he them also, on penalties, twelve eleven. Oh well. And then he also, he then he went to Braga. Won the Port- won the cup of Port- like the Portuguese like it's the FA Cup for Portugal basically. He won it last year against I think it was like Benfica in the final or something. Um, and brought Braga to the Europa League as well. Like they were top four, I think. And then there he's also doing a top four run with them this year. Um, so we're looking at him. He seems to be a very offensive minded coach, which is what we want. Um, our preference at the moment though is the return of the great Jorge Jesus. Who is completely is out of Vigan favor at Benfica? Yeah, very out of favor at Benfica. The fans boo him practically every single game. 
This fan wow. base started uh, some a, a fan created uh, uh, like a web page, like the website's called like Send Jorge Jesus Back to Flamingo, <laughs> and it has like I don't know how many signatures. Um, and I'm like, Dad, like this was started by Benfica fans, not Flamingo fans. Like they're not, they do not like him right now. He just so like, like Benfica. Back. I think got Benfica recently got spanked by uh, Sporting. I think this weekend three 0 Like it was just. If, if he doesn't beat Kiev, I don't know if it's tomorrow or Wednesday. There's already talks of him getting like sacked right away. Um, I don't think he's done that bad, but I think the the expectation because like when he came on board last year, Benfica spent a hundred million euros on signings, which is a lot of it's a lot of money, especially for the Portuguese league, and they they did not win anything. And then once again, like. Like second year in a row, and he's still like the team is still. I think it's they're in third now, behind like Porto and Sporting. Like, it's just not they're not doing as well as. Well, last time they won the league. What happened? When's the last time they won the league? No clue. Hmm. Let's see. They have a record thirty-seven league titles. Ooh. They last won it in eighteen nineteen. Was he there for that? 1890 the Flamengo fans definitely stroke that ego, right? Like he gets serenaded every game. And, but my worry is, you know, what he did with us was phenomenal. If he can't repeat that, yeah, the fans like does, it, does just, that tarnish his legacy? Like yeah. what happens then? Plus, we'll see what happens. He was not the manager. Plus, like you said, he though, was John. coaching y'all to your trouble that year. Yeah. So I, my, my hope is that I'm personally, I hope he doesn't come. I want him to ret- like keep that legacy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want him to lose it. Um, Plus, I feel like, especially, like you said, he has a big ego. He might be like, I already did it at Flamengo. Why do, like, I shouldn't have to go back, you know? Like, he's like, oh, I've done it in Flamengo. I shouldn't have to go back to Brazil to prove myself type, you know? Like, he might be like, no, let me go prove myself elsewhere. I don't know. Where does he go, though? He's to prove himself. He just wants to, like, be loved. (laughs) (laughs) Where Where does he go next, though? Um, He goes to Brighton. Benfica cans him. If Benfica Kansas were signing him, 100%. Um, no, my point is, though, like, if you don't, then I guarantee you one of those Brazilian teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he actually has – he has several <laughs> off, he has several big money offers in from Brazil right now. Like, a lot like of big – Palmeiras. Yeah, yeah. Not Palmeiras. Not, Palmeiras is the only – probably the only one. But, like, all the other big Brazilian teams have offered him a lot of cheddar. But he's – what I hear is that he wants to hear Flamengo out because he wants to come back to us. If we decide to not go with him, he will sign with someone else. Dang. Which also kind of fucks his legacy a little bit, but whatever. I don't know. I was going to say, nobody going to like him when he wins the trouble with Corinthians. But yeah, so the last thing I read was... Is that The last thing I read was he is... He's our primary target at the moment. And if, if things don't work out with signing him, ergo like which would only happen if he stays at Benfica, um, we are going to try to snatch Sampaoli from Marseille. 
Hmm. And maybe take advantage of those Ooh, shitty ew. starts this season. What? Because of San Paoli. He's a park the bark the bus lover. Whoa, no, no. What? You're walling, bro. Park the bus lover. He was a park the bus liver. Sure, for Argentina. So this man, this man coached. Do you you remember those Let me, let me, let me speak. This man coached Atletico Monero in the year we went crazy. And then he coached, um, sorry, no, he coached Santos the year we went crazy. And he coached Atletico Monero, uh, the year after. Both of those teams played some ridiculously offensive soccer, like really appealing. But they all suffered from the same issue which was what Marseille suffers with now. All it takes is a speedy counter and, like, the chance, like, his win percentage is pretty good, right? Like, he won, I want to say he won, like, 50 to 60% of his games. But, like, all the points that were dropped were just due to, like, succumbing to super fast counterattacks. But, like, he's, he's the kind of coach that, like, the same thing happened to us. Like, Jesus, when he was coaching Flamengo, was the same thing, right? We only conceded to super speedy counters, but we we defended way better than his teams did. Like, he, he's not a bad option in terms of, like, the style we want to play, and he's had good success in Brazil, right? He came in second – sorry. He came second place in the league twice, basically, to us. Listen, as long as he doesn't play that Argentina style, whatever the hell – He won't. He won't. He doesn't do that anymore. This man, Messi, like, won't even look at him. Oh, no, nah, he, he doesn't do that anymore. He, he, he's, he's, his style Messi worked in Brazil. The national team. His style worked in Brazil because he, he got second place twice in the league. Um, he just couldn't win because we won both times. But now <laughs> if he joins us. They quit the national team, so they canned him. But, yeah, that's their second option. There were some other players we were looking at, too, but uh, not players, gonna, coaches. He, you're not looking at, like any international coaches. Like, what about Mourinho? They hear like Mourinho. But the thing, like, no, like coaches like that would wouldn't never come to to Brazil. So, like, we're targeting. Yeah, we we need to target Portuguese. Actually, who asked to he coach? Us. Portuguese. Like, a, a coach that came out and said, like, has been trying to like wants to take on the job, but we're not interested. Is Valverde, the former Barcelona. Ernesto, coach. the Spaniard. Yep. Huh. Like, yo, that. It would be a fun signing for somebody like him. I don't he, recall what his style is, but the last uh, time we took a Spaniard who tried to tiki taka us to victory, we got four 0 once. Like we got four 0 a lot, man. We won. We won some good games, but he was definitely he was closer to tiki taka than he was the style you're talking about. Because yeah, if you remember so that know. roster, he was playing with he's playing with Messi and and Griezmann and. Like, he had a good roster for that. He was Suarez in his prime. Didn't they win the treble with him? They did. I think that was Luis Enrique. Yeah. Oh. Luis Enrique is the good one. Valverde is the one who didn't do too hot. Speaking of, where is Luis Enrique now? Is he not? He's not he's, coaching, he's, right? he's Spanish. He's, Spain he's coaching coach. Spain, yeah. I thought he got fired. No. Oh, no. He's been doing fired. great. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top four in the Euros. He's actually said. Valverde is the one who got canned. Yeah, but um, Alberta. Yeah, they gave him that side piece. Enrique said that like he doesn't want to leave because he's enjoying Spain. So he's enjoying coaching Spain so much because he had offers. To I mean, it's a lot Man easier U. job because they were looking at him for Man U, but he said no. He he really enjoys coaching Spain right now. I don't think his style would work with Man U anyway. I think it's probably better we didn't sign him. Not that he's a bad coach, just like. Tiki Taka is not how you play in the Prem. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I've that's never what seen Pep does. What? what the hell? 
he kind of does that, but he also he he is the closest to Tiki Taka in the prem. But like it's he not is regular Tiki, like, he Tiki, is Taka. Tiki Taka. Like he made it. That's his. <laughs> No, I know, but I'm saying like if he's you adapted watch to the prem, style, but he's still yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not classic tiki taka because you can't play that in the prem. But he plays a passing style for sure. But like it's not one touch soccer. Like the guys will take on players, Sterling, and then will take on guys. That's not how tiki taka works. Tiki taka, they just play it through. Unless I'm wrong, but maybe Messi's the one, ex- the one exception. All right. Yeah, we'll have a new coach soon. I'll keep you guys posted. Player-wise, we're not signing anyone. Fair enough. Uh, we'll see what happens when the loans end. Except for Mar- Kennedy's Kennedy, we're not keeping. Pereira, we'll see how he plays. It's crazy you're not keeping Kennedy, but you're keeping Pereira potentially. It's it's crazy that you guys aren't. I mean, Kennedy doesn't play. He's fat. Like he's so out of shape. <laughs> There's no reason for us to pay any money for him. It doesn't. Make Is sense. he really fat? Like he's he's really out. He's out of shape. It doesn't make sense. How can't play. Can't play a full game. Pablo Mori. Yeah. So actually, we were talking. That's that's in consideration. I mean, we'll see what happens in January. Um, he's definitely cheaper now than he was. But so the talk isn't to purchase him though. The talk is to loan him from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking it'll. Well, I'm thinking it'll be now? something like, let us have him for a year, and like you no longer have to pay like loyalty bonuses for him or some shit. I don't know. Not like he's gonna get a game. Oh, anymore, and then send them but back. we're gonna try to swindle you guys financially. There were there were Arsenal fans commenting like, "Yeah, like we better sell him for what we got him." You're not. I'm telling you right now. Oh, we were not gonna pay what you paid for him. Yeah, you will. Like a, like a million, like one, maybe like how much you pay for him? Like ten mil? In total, probably around nine, ten. Yeah. Yeah, hell no. There's not a chance of no. <laughs> Unfortunately, yo, if you sold him like a year and a half ago when he had that good string of games, maybe you get that, but probably not now. No, we definitely will. Flamengo's a fool. They have no idea. Right, we'll see. 15-0. <laughs> we'll see. It seems like we've swindled both you and Milan in the past couple of years with some shitty-ass defenders. <laughs> well, was, but, like, dead, was, like, dead ass. Like, Marie was a solid-ass defender in Brazil, and so was Lil Duarte. Nah. So, like, I really don't get it. Ma- Marie, nah, Duarte Marie did well. Marie did well, and then as soon as we started changing up, like, play and stuff, he just started shitting the bed. But he I think a, he was a really Emory, good backup for Gabriel because like Arteta loves that left-footed, yeah. left center back. But like he's that's all he's ever going to be. Yeah, for you guys at least. Right, yeah. Solid for some cup games if Gabriel gets injured. Like that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But we'll see. That right. that is the one player we're thinking about. But like, there's no we're not thinking of anyone else. Oh, really? What, another thing I read. What, what happens if Gabigol leaves though? I don't think he does. He just declared his love for us today. And like usually when players do that, his love for us. he's also like for him to leave a club would really have to fork out like a lot of money. Um, he's I thought yeah, thirty goals was the number. Yeah, Gab Pablo Marie for Gabby Goal. Yeah, I think like 30, 30 35 <laughs> we'd sell him for. Oh my but, like, god! Is anyone actually going to offer that much? Right, like, I don't think so. We'll, we'll, how about, yo, how about we'll, Niketia and Pablo Marie I'll, I'll for Gabby Goal? I'll offer you Niketia, Pablo Marie, Lacazette, and Aubameyang. Yo, I'd take that and run. Please. Yeah. No, but seriously, I don't know. Like, they, they teams, there were all these rumors that, like, English Premier League teams were in for him, but, like, his his agent came out and said, like, he's not leaving. So, like, I don't think there's anything to worry about. But if he does, it's going to be for, like, 25. How old 30. is he? He's 26, 25, 26. 
his numbers are fucking insane. Like it's a goal, it's, it's yeah. a goal or, or an assist per game yeah, for like ridiculous. the last two years straight. It's ridiculous. He's, he's only so he's Hulk has like I think like eighteen goals and he's a top scorer of the league and he played the entire season. Gabi Gol has played less than half the games. I think Gabi Gol's played like fifteen matches out of thirty eight for the league and he has like thirteen goals. Yeah, that's wild. Like his numbers are insane. If it wasn't for the Copa America, he'd be far and beyond the top scorer of the league. But he missed the first 13 game weeks because of Copa America, and he missed like another 10 game weeks just off of like um, international international duty, like going to play qualifiers. Can you get the? Uh, um, can you sign Hulk? Maybe call him real quick. You know? No, nah, there's no point. Right winger. Yeah, there's, there's no room. What do you mean? There's no room. He doesn't play right winger. He plays striker. Oh. Two up top. It's lit. We already have Pedro. Like, there's no. No. That's that's the thing I read this week is that like the 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 management is forcing not forcing but like they're gonna whatever coach that comes in is required to play got like a two striker formation like Gabigol and Pedro need absolutely need to play together as starters that seems to be the consensus interesting, um, interesting. because like bro it's like y'all need to wear right back it's such a waste. I don't think we're going to sign anyone. All right. We're just going to keep the same core. We have to get into the the nitty-gritty now. Oh, the MLS. Yes. Yo, NYCFC, man. If they win the MLS Cup, we can't cheer for the Rebels anymore. That's just too embarrassing at that point. Imagine they get clipped like 6-0. I hope they do. That'd be be hilarious. Oh, so Dan Dan Gianni and Eva are going to the MLS Cup final. Basically, like because Dan is a season ticket holder, NYCFC sent out an email for all season ticket holders. Tickets were ten dollars a pop. Wow! You can only buy a maximum of four, but he bought all four on the spot. Nice. And he can resell them for like a lot more, but no, he just he bought a flight. He's got like hotel points. And they're going to Portland. Nice. Like ten dollars a ticket, that's oh, really good for that. Yeah, I, I, like that. I forgot it was there. You know what I'm saying? Like it shows that they give a fuck about their supporters. No, yeah. That they're going to give that offer to their like to yeah. their season ticket holders. That's good. Bro, what do you mean? Of course they have to charge them ten dollars. They gotta get a damn flight out there. And no, dude, Alan, you'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised what some teams be doing. This is not the prem, fam. This is this you know, is even MLS. in the MLS, bro. No way. They're dude, like all star, like all star ticket games are selling for like a hundred dollars minimum. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. What I meant. No, but see, that's different though. What I mean is like a cup game, right? Like you need away supporters. Unless you don't want them there. So if NYCFC wants away supporters to travel to Portland, they have to get good price. Otherwise, I'm not traveling there. It's the MLS. I see that, but like, people would do it for like way more than that. Like, people would pay 50 to 100 and still fill up those stands. Maybe. But you probably get a lot more Portland fans there than, than NYCFC at that point. Well, yeah, of course. Because they live um, local. That's what I'm saying, right? If you live local, I get why you charge them a lot. But if you want me to travel to a game in LA, you gotta give me a reason to travel there. Give me a good ticket price because I gotta pay a fortune for everything else. Yeah. You're buying plane tickets like two weeks in advance. That's not enough time. You're paying top dollar. I gotta say though, dude, they, I feel bad for the union because like their entire team was out with COVID. Like they were literally playing like their reserves. Yeah, I was wondering where Andre Blake was. He was out, wasn't he? Out with COVID, yeah. It was. It was all their, their their entire starting defense was out with COVID, and like a bunch of their midfielders in attack. Like I think they had like maybe like three starters actually played, but they played like they played with heart. Yeah. Like, By like, the way, Tyler's Magnell, man. I will root for that side man. Side note. 
So I know this is MLS related, of course. I was looking through the NYCFC stats. Sean Johnson in his last five games has zero saves. Wow. And he's allowed seven goals. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him, though. I don't think any of them have been his fault. I'm not saying they have been. I'm just saying zero saves seems ridiculous. Like, not that's even all, like a dribbler. I don't think that's true. I think they're not recording stats right, because I recall him making, like, some very big saves, at the very least, okay. in their uh, in their game against uh, against New England. Yeah, no, he made some huge saves against New they England. They must not They must not. They must not record that then, because yeah. I kept looking for it, and they kept giving me goals, goals allowed, shots, and then saves, and saves were always a donut. Yeah, they're wilding because he, he. I remember him making. He's not a for the MLS. He's a decent goalkeeper. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's the U.S. national team's third keeper. Like he's he's solid. He and Andre Blake are the two best keepers in the MLS right now. For sure, actually, no. Matt Turner. Matt Turner's the best one in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Matt Turner, Matt Turner goes crazy. Also, the other one, the other one I was gonna say, who like people always disrespect, but he has won like four MLS cups now, is uh, Stephen Fry, the Sounders keeper. Yeah, he's not bad. Even though he's like Finnish or something, he might be their number one. You know, actually, as I think about, he's it. old though. Like I think he's like almost forty. I think Herodeki is ahead of him, but he's actually still on that national team. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Which is, I mean, yeah, it's Finland. Although they went to the Euros this year, so you know, they got something going. Almost qualified for the World Cup too. Almost. Which is good for them because they've never been there before. This is true. <laughs> they have been a walking tragedy. So Liam joins and like doesn't say anything. Just gonna Liam was listening. So I know that. Taking taking notes. Than- Thanos snapped his fingers back and uh, brought back Liam. Should we start include? Wait, you know what oh. we stopped doing that we were doing for a I'm while? I'm a figment of your imagination. I gotta give an update. Oh, thank you. Portuguese league. Nah. What up? What up? Now? <laughs> All right. So Gremio are still alive. No way. One game week left. No way. They're still holding on. So, are they clear of the zone? No. No, no, they're not. They're still in it. So here's, I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you everything that happened this week. Corin- they played Corinthians. And so, like, everyone was hyping it up because in 2007, Gremio played Corinthians, beat them, and it was the game that sent Corinthians down to the second division. I think for the first time in their history. And it was like a huge, like, Corinthians hates Gremio for that. So now, Corinthians had the chance. Corinthians won this past weekend. Gremio, that was it. Like, Gremio were, were relegated. And so the Corinthians fans packed the stadium. They brought blue-colored coffins into the stadium um, <laughs> with, like, Gremio painted on them. And, like, and so many fans were dressed up as, like, ghosts with the word they D, like, with the, with the large... Uh, letter B on it because like it's the B division um, so it's like the ghost of the B division is coming to get you and Gremio went up 1-0 um, pretty early and then just parked the bus crazy crazy <laughs> and then Renato Augusto for some reason they let the one man they should have never let you shoot Renato Augusto just bang one in top corner like a 90th to make it 1-1 but Gremio's ch- like Gremio's still alive but like that had they won, they would have been like good in a really good position. Like um, all they really had to do was like win their last game, and like they would have been okay. They're playing but, Atletico, but so yeah, they're playing Atletico Monero, But Atletico Monero won the title like a week and a half ago. 
And mm-hmm. so everyone's saying Atletico Monero is just going to play their youth at this point. Like, there's no reason because they already um, – Atletico won the title, and then they already had one game in front of the home fans where all the starters played. It was a great game. I think it was like 4-3 to Atletico. Yeah, against mad, mad goals, and like the starters put on a show. So now I think they just like let all the kids play for the but last game. Their bums out there. Um, so that's what Gremio is hoping oh, for, right? Oh, that they God. play against John. What happened? Juventude plays Corinthians. You think Corinthians just throws? No. So here's the oh. thing, right? Like oh, but four, they... Corinthians can't throw because they're still fighting for a Champions League four. group stage spot. Yeah, they, they don't want to yeah. be because as of right now they're in the qualification spot. They want to be in the Champions League group stage. Yo, this um, is such a good spot for Gremio. Then, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, so yeah, Bahia. Gremio needs Bahia and Juventude to not score a single point, and then they need to win. Yeah. So if they win, and basically they need both teams to lose, and then they need to win. Which, which is possible. Isn't added, which, yeah, it's very possible. Because Corinthians very, very plays possible. Juventude, and Fortaleza plays Bahia. And Fortaleza <laughs> is fighting for that spot, too. Yep. Oh, my God. By the way, speaking Gremio's of growing games, did y'all see what happened in Colombia? No. Yo, fucking no. disgrace, bro. Did you watch it, bro? Disgrace, bro. <laughs> Disgrace! Hilarious. 100% cartel on team. 100% a cartel. Defenders started. Actually, no, Alan, Alan, we shouldn't talk about it, bro. We shouldn't talk about it. I don't want to be put on no hit list. It was legit. What do you mean? It was legit ass win. They deserve to make it to the side to the first bro, division. What do you mean? Please don't kill me, Colombian soccer officers. national team players called out this game. They said it was disgusting. That's wild, bro. A team that's about to be relegated, they just throw so they don't drop. It's crazy. Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking. I'm thinking of two. We're thinking of two different things. The Universidad Católica or whatever, or Universidad de Chile. I forgot who. No. No, that's Chile. It's Colombia. Yeah, I'm bugging. Yeah, so Colombia. Get dropped. I didn't. See. They let. What I saw was a team. Purpose. A team needed to win in order to get promoted. And if they didn't win, yeah. they wouldn't get promoted. And they were playing a team yes. that didn't have anything to play for anymore. And that team was winning 1-0. And then they scored and once they in just... the 94th and one in the 96th. And the 96-minute goal was the most ridiculous. The defenders like, the defense moved just out stood. of the way, and yeah. the goalkeeper came out of his box. The goalkeeper was not. The goalkeeper was the only one who tried to save it, though. He tried He tried to mess it up. But then I don't... his team was not there for him. <laughs> wow. I guarantee you those defenders got a nice payday on the side. Fuck yeah. Well, that wraps and now they're going to play the Columbia First Division. All right. Well, that wraps it about up. I hope you've learned. I hope you've enjoyed. And I don't even know what else. I hope you've just been entertained by this week's episode and all the games, the recaps, the decisions for John's Flamengo, the hope for Gremio, and the hopes to see NYCFC lose by six against Portland. That's the real hope there. Um, we hope you've enjoyed. Um, we'll be here next week to talk about more. Hope you learn more as well. Um, that pretty much wraps it up, though. I'm Mateo, and we're the uh, the football dads. Bye, everyone. Have a nice one.